generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right. So we're going to go into a teaching this morning. Somebody say, I'm not a slave anymore. See, I'm not a grasshopper anymore. Remember how you doing today? Anymore. <laughs> so because we're building, we're talking about leaping, we want to move into something because don't forget that when it was that God brought them out of Egypt, when God brought his people out of Egypt, that is so good to see you. Happy New Year. How you doing? How's David? Oh, wait, you didn't come with him? Oh, he's in the children's church. Amazing. All right. So when he brought them out of Egypt... He did that by the miraculous. You remember that? Yes, Ten strokes of divine miracles. Blackouts, darkness, gnats, flies, frogs everywhere. Remember frogs everywhere? As one of the plagues, like frogs everywhere. How many of you just dis dislike frogs? <laughs> right? But these things were everywhere, jumping in their food, jumping in their suits, jumping in their bags, jumping in their underwear, crazy stuff. Jumping on them. And then gnats and flies. How many of you love flies? Flies everywhere. And then turned the Nile, their primary source of supply, to blood. So irrigation was affected hygiene was an issue their well-being was impaired so there were many miracles and of course he now sent a, a, the a death angel the angel of judgment against them and then it said you know if you're not under the house under the covering of the blood what's going to happen is that you're going to be in trouble so there were all those miracles so let's go real quick to the book of psalms chapter 78 in the service, I'm teaching more than miracles. Somebody say, there are things that are more than miracles. Some of you looked, you didn't say it. Some of you said it, you didn't look. You know, one time we were under administration, my wife and I, and the pastor said, look at somebody and say, and I didn't look. You know what I said? Some of you looked, you didn't say, as she said. And some of you said, you didn't look. You know, because sometimes you forget what it feels like to be seated so look at somebody anyway and tell the person there is something more than miracles. And we're going to see why miracles are important this morning. Some of you are going to receive miracles this morning. I'm trusting God for particularly the miracles of healing with verifiable evidence will happen this morning in the name of Jesus. It's a happen as an administration of miracles. It's not a miracle service, but there will be miracles in this service. And so be open. The Spirit of God will use some of you to administer the work of miracles. For certain people, financial miracles will be unlocked. And, and it's going to lend credence to the ministry of the word. It's not to impress you, but to let you know that miracles are like this. And that there is really something more than miracles. So we're not downplaying miracles. We're not speaking against miracles. They're a part of the divine package. But miracles have their limitation. And they must never become the vision. They must never become the aspiration. They must never become the goal. They must never become the proof that God is with me. Because when we're in heaven, God will be with us, but will not need miracles. 
So miracles are for dispensations. They have parameters. They have limitations. <laughs> and miracles are essentially divine interventions. Okay, I'm jumping the gun. All right, so Psalms chapter 78. Psalms 78. From verse 1, he says this. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. So here is uh, Asaph. Asaph is one of the anointed psalmists in the days of David. So you realize that not all the psalms are written by David. Glory to God. And so I want everybody in the house to know, particularly the minstrels, whatever you see the Lord using me to do in ministry is a forerunner or, or a shadow and a type or I'm a spearhead, particularly in that dimension. Which means that some of you, maybe next year, maybe two years from now, maybe three years from now, will shoot your own music video. So David was a minstrel. That was not his primary assignment, but it was part of, uh, how many of you know that there is a Davidic anointing upon my life? And upon this ministry. So there is a Davidic anointing that has multiple competences. That has diverse expressions. And it's not just for David. It's to break open a portal for mighty men to walk through. Oh, come on somebody. So whatever you see me flowing in, you might not flow in all of them. But many of you will flow in at least two or three of them. So David had the psalmist anointing, but he also had psalmists. He had psalmists that he raised. So Asaph was one of the psalmists in those times. He says, give your all my people to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard. Somebody said we have heard. And we have known. He says, how did we do this? Because our fathers have told us. Verse 4. We will not hide them from their children. Telling to the generation to come, the praises of the Lord and his strength. Watch that. His strength. His wonderful works which he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob. So miracles are to establish a testimony in who? Jacob. Miracles are to lend credence to the validity of a thing. Where are the lawyers in the house? Lawyers in the house? Lawyers? What's a testimony? Why do we need a testimony? Help me. You need it to confirm something that is true. Thank you very much. So you need a testimony to lend credence to the validity, the authenticity of something. So he's saying the strength of God, the wonderful works of God were done and he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel. He says, which you commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Verse 6, that the generation to come might know them. Your miracles and testimonies will outlive your generation. Amen. The amen on this side was stronger than that side. Come and shout loud here. He says, the children who will be born, that they may arise and declare to them their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers. Now, he's saying that the fathers got the testimonies and the miracles. And God allowed them to have those testimonies and told them, 
teach your children these things. Why did he say teach your children these things? He said so that they will not miss the mark that the fathers make. In other words, the people who got the testimony enjoyed the testimony but missed the point of the testimony. Come and follow that. So it's possible for somebody who does not walk in the miraculous to look at the miraculous in your life and still be better aligned with God than you who got the miracle. Because the children were not there when God parted the Red Sea. Come on, people. Isn't it interesting that the Jews who were the first recipients of the manifestation of the acts of God and the power of God, when Jesus revealed himself as the Messiah, they still didn't believe him. Don't fall in love with the road that you miss the destination. Check this out. We've not even gone into the part that was sort of like frighten you or jolt you. He says, they may not be, verse A, like their fathers, a stubborn. What does it mean to be stubborn? Hard-headed. Coconut head. You can't caress Oriagmo. You can't caress coconut into alignment. You've got to break it. So when God is breaking certain things in your life, there are oftentimes areas in which you have become too set in your ways. It says, I'm the potter and you are the clay. When the clay still has moisture, when your life still has the moisture of the word, you are under the malleability of the Holy Spirit. He can move you. He can mold you. He can shape you. He can pattern you. He can fashion you. He can inscribe in you or on you. But when you're so hard, the Holy Spirit is prompting you. Like I'm not even a prompter. Are you a prompter? You tell me. Nudging you. Then you get a word at another point. Then you're going on Facebook. You don't even follow this guy like that. First post, boom. Reiterating what the Holy Spirit has been telling you. Then your mommy calls you and mentions the same thing. When you go through those processes without being aligned, then God, because it's committed to you, is going to break you. Set a stubborn and what? Come and talk to me, people. A rebellious generation. What does that mean to rebel? To go against constituted authority. To go against a revealed standard or an expected protocol to rebel, to turn in the opposite direction of what it is the Lord is leading you to. Now, it's interesting here that he says a rebellious generation and a stubborn generation. So he was not dealing with the individuals now. He was dealing with the generation, which means that sometimes what affects you is the pervading attitude. Of the space you're connected to. Because he didn't spare any one of them. It was a community rebellion. Joshua was a man of faith. Caleb was a man of faith. But when God addressed them. Said these people. All of you here. Ask somebody beside you. Who are you close to these days? 
Rebellion is like smoke. If you hang around it long enough, you start smelling like it. Just diffuses in the atmosphere. Does rebellion walk like that? No. You know, there's a Europe proverb adage that says, Efiniwa. Efiniwa. It means that character is like smoke. It means you can hide it. After a while, it's going to spread and jump on you. <laughs> Folks be like, why would P. Dams come to me when he's speaking about something negative? <laughs> Who are you hanging around? Because you know what happens to some of us? We come Sunday morning and two, three, we stay for two services, four hours. There is an anointing, the power of God is upon your life. And so you have that perfume on you, the perfume of divine glory. But for the next five, seven days, you're hanging around smoke. So the anointing becomes replaced with the anointing. Right? You know, Ecclesiastes says, I was discussing with my wife, we were talking about a couple of things uh, three, four days ago. And Ecclesiastes says that a dead fly in a pot of perfume causes the whole jar to stink a dead fly you know that in a glass of anointing or oil perfume just a little dead thing look at somebody say are you hanging around dead things are you hanging around dead people I mean, people are not alive in God. Excited about the things of the spirit. Alive, stirred up. The love, praying, and studying the word. And submission and connection. And accountability and togetherness and unity. And fellowship. Do you know that every division starts with a point of difference? Yes, sir. Yeah. So be careful of people who are always emphasizing differences for division hang around people who acknowledge difference without dishonor I can disagree without dishonoring you and then we can now see that your difference is actually a strength not a problem oh come on people my wife and I are we, are we the same our styles are they the same our personality are they the same our complexion are they the same do we work together well do we work together well so it can be different from people and not rebel against them in fact that difference we're going to see that probably gets within the service we're going to see in the bible it is intentional there are certain assignments where auntie helen will do better than Oge. Come on, people. There are certain assignments where Oge will do better than Auntie Helen. Why? Personality, age, experience. Come on, people. So my difference from you doesn't make me inferior to you. Somebody took two seconds to get that one. 
Somebody didn't get it. Let me say it again. My difference from you does not make me inferior to you. So they, they rebelled and the word says it was ge a generation. I wanted to look at this. Let's read verse 6 together. And may not be like their fathers. Verse 6. It says that they may not forget the works of God. Keep his promise. And may not be like their fathers. Oh, sorry. Verse 8. I don't need glasses in Jesus' name. <laughs> Verse 8, and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and a rebellious generation. Watch this. How did they become stubborn and rebellious? A generation that did not. Anybody can become rebellious. Lucifer was in the presence of God. But he did not set his heart let me tell you something it is not what you're going through that makes you rebellious it is the setting of your heart concerning what you're going through Kuga, you get what I'm saying and setting your heart right is your responsibility to Lucifer. Lucifer was enough. Someone says, God, if you give me a perfect marriage, you will say I'll worship you. Lucifer was in a perfect spiritual realm and it still rebelled. Come on people. When you get this, you will fear God. This is where it says walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Miracles will not change a rebellious heart. And rebellion is not, before rebellion becomes major, it starts with the minor. Yes, sir. It's simple instructions. Do you know what happened to Moses? Yes, hey. Moses, the rebellion of that generation provoked him into disobedience. Yes. Hey. God says, speak to the rock. Hey. This is Moses. You, you know, do you know who Moses was? You guys don't know Moses, though. Hey. Moses. God told him, put your hand in your Bosom. He put it, brought it out. Leprosy. Before medical technology put it back, it got healed. Dr. Moses, professor of healing. Dr. Mo. He doesn't get it. This, this is not Fabu. Throw the rod down. The rod became a serpent. He ran away from his rod. God said, pick it up, pick it up. It became, this is now, this, I'll, I'll give you categories of miracles. There are about seven categories of miracles. This is the miracle dimension where you can manipulate material things. There's that dimension of miracles, the manipulation of material elements. And God doesn't just do it for show. He does it for epoch landmark things. Moses walked in the miraculous. By the way, miracles are not essentially for show. Because the miracles of Moses were first of all in private. Yes, sir. Before you seek to work miracles in public, work them in private. Yes, sir. Oh, come on, people. God, use me greatly. Can God please use you to study your Bible first? Yes, sir. 
Come on, people. Can the Lord use you to pray for you? Everybody, everybody picking their own. That means the owner of the load, carry a load. But, but this is serious stuff. So here's Nathaniel now. Nathaniel, Moses experienced God. And so when you see that God say to you, and then the height of it, guys, imagine the Red Sea as a like, Red Sea is a pardon. This was like physical sea. And I did a post a couple of weeks ago about the dimensions of the sea. Hey. Taking them several hours, about nine hours, for them to cross the narrowest part of the sea. So even miracles come with responsibility. Yes, sir. Because God will part the sea for you, but he won't walk through them for you. Yes, God has parted the sea. Oh, yeah, walk now. By the way, walking on dry ground for hours is a long time. But have you tried walking on the beach before? The, the sea, the sea, but the sand pulls you back. Do you know that? So about three million of them or two million walking in sand. I feel like preaching, but I want to teach this morning. Look at somebody say, don't stand still in the middle of a miracle. What does that mean? I'll give you a practical example. What does that mean? If everybody's marching through the Red Sea and you're standing, you will get stomped on. So yesterday when Jephos were dancing on the stage and the people in the main auditorium of Adunilag were trying to tell us time was up and Cooper signaled me that when they took the lights off for one second, it was a warning sign. And I was trying to get on the stage and Jephos were going like so, like so. And I was standing. One of you just bumped into me. That's what happens when you stand still in the movement, in the miracle you will get bumped into this house is moving don't stand still don't stand still in the middle of a miracle don't hide your gifts your abilities don't say I'm not one of the favorite people get on and keep on marching through the Red Sea can you imagine almost 2 million people marching and you're standing still don't die in the miracle live in the miracle walk in the miracle manifest in the miracle help me go to three people slap them a double high five and tell them march through the miracle move in the miracle operate in the miracle do well in the miracle thrive in the miracle be blessed by the miracle hey some of you are not standing up is that rebellion I rebuke that come on somebody stand up right now and move to somebody and say don't stand still in a miracle I, yeah. High five somebody say na 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 A generation that did not set its heart aright. Now, can I just mention something to you? All you need to become rebellious is to let yourself go. In other words, you don't have to do bad things. Just stop growing spiritually. When you stop growing hot intentionally, you will grow cold naturally. You don't need to curse food for it to become stale. Just leave it. 
You don't yell into curse. You don't. I curse you. I curse you. You will grow cold. You mold will grow out of you. I pray in Jesus' name. Don't waste your prayer. I release to you the spirit of stillness. Every carbohydrate complex structure in this, I break you down by the spirit. Of God. <laughs> he said, Listen, you don't need that. <laughs> and it says, whose spirit was not faithful to so there's a connection between your heart or your subconscious mind and your spirit yes, so to not rebel what do i do i've got to set my heart right now how many of you know that you've had it's so good to see you again this is your household <laughs> don't just spy you're not spy i mean don't just visit now look at this have you had a watch before yes so, so kenneth fixed a couple of my watches this week Glory to God after a long time. <laughs> now, now, what had happened is some of those watches, some of my watches are touch sensitive or body sensitive. How many of you know those watches? All right. So that means that they work with your pulse. So when you, I'm not talking about the TV, I'm talking about yeah, the natural pulse. Now, when you wear that watch, what happens? The pulse of your heart pulsating through your body start pulsating through the mechanism the sensor in the watch and then the watch starts <laughs> working now when you remove it what happens it stops working so ever so after a while ever so often what happens when you don't wear it for a long time what's going to happen you have to re you have to re no matter how expensive the watch is, it does not set itself. So when it says set its heart aright, every human being, human being, life will shake you off your 100% from time to time. And every new level of promotion will jolt your previous level of commitment. So you were living with your parents before, generator, I didn't have to think about. What, what else do you guys think about? Water, I didn't have to think about rent, you know, the food and all of cooking and all of that. Before, you used, you used to eat a lot of fast foods, or rather slow food. Now you're eating fast food. What happens is that new level of responsibility recalibrates your life. There's pressure now. Or you're living with somebody and then they wake up at a certain time or they sleep at a certain time or this happens at a certain time. You've got to be able to master that rhythm. What am I saying? For you to become rebellious, you don't have to intentionally say, God, I hate you. God, you're not good. God, you're not good. God, you're not good. God, you're not kind. God. You don't have to do that. What happens is you start having conversations in your mind and murmuring, gossiping about God to yourself. Who knows what I'm talking about? You start murmuring. And so meditating and musing on the testimonies and the wonders of God, you are now seeing what God is not doing right. God, if I were you. It says the children of Ephraim, now watch this. Being armed and carrying bows, turn back in the day of battle. 
So miracles don't exempt you from battle. Miracles free you to fight the right. Come on, people. There are many believers that want to live from miracle to miracle. That's not a divine order. That's not the divine order. Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, but he said to God, God, if it's your will, let this car pass me by. In fact, look at what he told them. You remember what he told them? He said, right now, I will speak to my father. I will phone headquarters, sharp, sharp. They will release thousands of angels now. In other words, I can unlock the miraculous now. But there are some miracles that can abort your future. I said there's some miracles that can abort your future. Because God wants to develop something in you that the miracles will short circuit if you got it now. God is more interested in you becoming like Christ than you being happy. And becoming happy sometimes will require seasons, rather, becoming Christ-like, right? Will become, will require being unhappy. Not sorrowful. In fact, sorrowful sometimes. Because Jesus said, my soul is sorrowful. There's something such as godless sorrow. Said the turn back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and they refused to walk in his law. They had seen the miraculous. Miracles do not always result in spiritual growth. Yeah. In fact, an unhealthy obsession with miracles will bring stagnation in your spiritual growth. They, they turned back in the day of Baal. They did not keep the covenant of God. They refused to walk in his law. And what did they do? Can you imagine? How can you forget that manna fell from heaven? After the manna, manna, you're doing manna, manna. How can you forget that? Guys, let's talk about this. Let's talk about let, let us Let's be honest. For one minute. You walk out of your house tomorrow morning. Agigi bread is dropping on your street. Will you forget it? Underground bread. Who remembers underground bread? Anybody? You've eaten underground bread? You guys have been initiated. Underground bread, if you're not careful, it can make your money go underground. Because you keep buying it. It's that good. Talk to me, guys. Sir, you come out tomorrow. You see fresh fish. Not fresh fish. As in grilled fresh fish. With sauce. Hot pepper. Dropping. Will you forget it? Jason's friend, right? Met yesterday. Will you forget it? Remind me of the name, please. Stephen. Will you forget it? But they forgot it. Now, what does that forgetting mean? That forgetting doesn't necessarily mean that they formatted their minds. It means that it did not hold the place in their conscious, conscious contemplation. 
it did not mean anything to them again Lord help me we're not talking small miracles we're, we're, we're talking miracles Yanu. people were dying of snake bites David Moses was doing what we would call crazy crazy stuff like if something is biting you you don't get healed through ocular intervention insert something inject something rub something like there has to be contact to contact but God heals through vision that's how God heals so when you lose sight of vision you start seeing all the ailments the maladies illnesses in your life when there was vision and your face and focus are fixed on him who made in the first place all of a sudden his life in you begins to become light and light you understand light and medicine it can shrivel cancers dissolve diseases bring illumination bring people out of poverty out of shame light can bring photosynthesis bring productivity bring enlargement there is a lot of things that light can do clarity understanding i proclaim concerning somebody this sunday morning that your vision is being sharpened that your mind has been expanded that the glory of god is shining forth in your life you are coming into a place of supernatural focus your heart has been realigned recalibrated reintegrated by the spirit of god you are aligned you see again you see clearly we clear out cataracts myopism myopism hypermetropism astigmatism color blindness every kind of deformity of the mind and of the eyes and of your vision we clear them out with the fire of god in the name of jesus christ and we insist that the glory of god is seen and visible in your life in the name of jesus somebody throw up your hands and shout lord enlighten me shout aloud lord enlighten me grant me clarity grant me focus grant me accuracy grant me accuracy i see clearly my focus is fixed my heart is set right. my spirit is faithful unto god and for god his works look at somebody say i will not forget his works now please don't underestimate the shortness of your memory you remember uh what do you call the thing uh oh God, the top the website is nscdc nscdc and everybody was going bonkers then because viral videos were just becoming a thing in nigeria so that was like the first major as in people milked it even created a game remember who saw the game saw the game what's wrong with people and then in the midst of that we felt like to last forever but what happened something else came up maybe fuel crisis or something and everybody forgot that it is not about what comes up that makes you forget it's not what comes up that makes you forget it's your focus that makes you forget you know why because after every great encounter with God, something will come up. Yes! And if you don't see that thing correctly, you will doubt your previous encounter. Yes, sir. 
after your intense three-hour prayer meeting with yourself, with your wife or your, your fiancé, your financier, <laughs> fire, fire everywhere. First phone call, bad news. It's in the Bible, Matthew 17. Remember Jesus? He went up the Mount of Transfiguration after six days to Peter, James, and John by themselves as one. Went up to the mountain top, saw the glory of God. The voice of God was heard as in like this, this, God speaking, man, audible stuff. The first, the only time the Bible records in the Gospels that people heard the voice of God audibly. It says, and they heard God's voice. How did it sound? It said it sounded like thunder. Do you know why? God speaks very clearly, but you need spiritual ears to hear it. So some of you are hearing God like thunder. You know God is making a sound. You can articulate it intelligently. Yeah. Clean my ears, oh God. Do you know that dogs speak, but your ears are not tuned to pick them up? But if you're that interested in dog world, when you become a dog, oh, sorry, when you become, when you get to their community, you can observe how they, how they like relate. But anyways, when they had an encounter, BJ, at the mount up, you remember that the glory of God came down, and then the glory of God came, the Bible says another light came and overshadowed them. So light came, that was like a double dose glory encounter. You remember that? What happened when they came down the mountain? What happened? They brought somebody with epilepsy that was throwing himself in the fire in the river. The first one that came down from the glory was not Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh. That's what, that, that's not what happened. In fact, they came to yap him. They said, we brought this case to your disciples. In other words, you're not such a great teacher. And your disciples. So, after a glory encounter, the first one is not likely going to be a glory response from the earth. It's going to be a reaction from the demons on the earth. That's why those who are led by miracles or happenings will be misled. Because yes. you will read God's response to you based on performance. Yes. Look at somebody say more than miracles. The Lord knows I've just touched my introduction. He knows. I could show you my notes. Because I said I was going to give you seven categories of miracles, right? That have to be second service. In the... So, look at the wonders that he has shown them. They forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. He didn't delegate it. He showed them the wonders. Marvelous things. Now, what are marvelous things? Things that make people marvel. Now, for us to understand is think about Marvel movies. Marvel, the company, movies. So, what are some of the guys in the Marvel movies? Your anointing is so thick, it's precipitating and physical stuff. <laughs> Spider-Man. Now, when you say Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Sorry, it's DC. Oh Batman is DC. Spider-Man is Marvel. We should just stick with the iron. <laughs> Captain America. Iron Man. Thor. Okay, let's use Thor. So Thor... He has this thing called the what? What's that thing called? A hammer. He throws it, right? And then it can direct itself. Does that make you marvel or not? It makes you marvel, right? 
What does it mean to marvel? To go ah ah. Now lie. What happened now? Captain America, the shield. And they locate them from wherever they are in the world. Shield with GPS. That one would do like this. I'm all be flying from Africa like, across the oceans without tickets. Did you see that? Now, these things make you marvel. So God did these things that made him go, ha. As in the miracles were so intense, Jaddy, that their enemies became afraid of them. Says they forgot. Human nature is not transformed by great happenings. Human nature is transformed by the purity of God's truth. After that, there will be another high. And people get addicted to the all-time high. The next high. The next high. It's like drugs. Look at somebody say, stop using worship as cocaine. To cure a fix. Worship is not a fix you. It's to fellowship with the Father. The fellowship fixes everything that needs to be fixed. Do you know every disease in your life is a result of a breakdown of something? Yes, sir. Colossians 1, 15 to 17 tells us the firstborn of creation is firstborn from the dead. In him all things consist. In other words, when I'm fellowship with Christ in God, in him all things consist. Another one says in him everything comes together and is held together. So the breakdown begins to find alignment. Christ is the magnet that pulls every parameter of your life together. He divided the sea, caused them to pass through, and he made the waters stand up like a heap in the daytime. Also, he led them with a cloud, and all the night with the light of fire. Let's go quickly. He led them with the light of fire. He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance like depth. He also brought streams out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. But what did they do? How did it? What happened there? Tell me. They sinned more. They had more miracles, but they had more sins. Can I tell you something? Some of the places where miracles happen the most, sin happens the most. I'm not trying to shake tables. But it's what it is. It's not a New Testament, what's it called? New Pentecostal emergence, emerging church thing. It's been in the Bible. It's human nature. Because when people focus on the acts of God and not the heart of God, they will become idol worshippers. They will worship the acts and worship themselves and worship the man that God is using for the miracles. The man becomes the focus or the people's needs become the message. Look at somebody say more than miracles. Run, run, say more than miracles. More than miracles. It's in the Bible. See, if I just quoted this, some of you would be like, P. Dams, you know, 
it's a lie. This is a so the sin more, the sin more, the sin more. Come and see that the sin more. So more miracles does not do not translate to greater commitment. Yes, sir. Miracles bad, definitely not. There are seven categories of them at least in the Bible. I'm going to show you in the second service. Actually, you know they say I have 12 more minutes, but my I'm told my watch says it's like eight minutes to ten or something. Okay, so I need to wind it down. They sinned more against him by rebelling against the most high in the wilderness. Do you notice that their focus was Moses and their needs? Their needs and Moses. Check environments where the focus is needs and the man of God the focus please honor your men of God you honor me in this house you love me and my wife and my family and we love that and want to keep that there but we are not Jesus Christ and by the way I'm not saying there's any disclaimer Kenneth works very closely with me I don't have skeletons in my cupboard so I've not been to your cupboard before sir <laughs> But I don't. That's the truth. I'm not, I'm not trying to prepare your mind for the emergence of a scandal. He told us there was no Jesus. This was that which he spoke about at four times. <laughs> you understand that? I'm, but I'm not perfect. You know that. A perfect pastor doesn't joke around the way. <laughs> but I'm perfect for you. God had you in mind when it was designing me. is the truth and, and then because some of you can't receive this message except it's delivered this way they tested God in where I told you about the gossiping about God where they test God in their heart that test is trial putting God on trial is caught you understand it's putting God in the box I say God if you are God see that you're using mouth that God created to accuse God for something that your brain that he created thinks he should have done this is a very weighty message but I'm delivering it in a light way I hope you're receiving it this message 8 out of 10 Nigerian believers needs to hear it and I've not even touched you know, I'm going to do it in second service. I might even spill it over to third, uh, next, third service. <laughs> to next Sunday. But this craze, this craze, for, you know, I, and I even have people in my space, my outer space, who are like, yes, we need more of the miraculous. We want to see the power of God. See, what is the power of God? He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the the gospel of Christ is the power of God miracles are not the power of God miracles are echoes or announcements of the gospel they are not the power of God that's why watch this the devil can duplicate miracles but he can't replicate the gospel 
Because the devil cannot preach Christ. Paul says nobody can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Oh, this is good teaching this morning. It's good teaching every morning anyway. First, we're going to have a service, an intervention service where we're going to discuss some of our of the messages so far and then practically apply where you are, where, you know, what we're going through, questions that you have and all of that. The test of God in their hearts. Next verse. Okay, look at Test of God in their heart by asking for the food of their fancy. Replace food with consumable. The consumables that they craved that they liked, that they fancied, that they were desperate for, that they wanted at all costs. And then, yes, they spoke against God. They said, can God prepare a table in the world? Are you joking? A table, can God? Behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide? And let me tell you what, God's got emotions. Therefore, the Lord heard this and was furious. God was angry. Like, guys, see what I've done for you. Let me quickly give you three major things, just points about the superiority or the limitations of miracles. Let me talk about limitations of miracles. And I'll build on it. In the second service, I won't give you limitations in the service. Let me tell you why, the, why there's something more than miracles. And that thing is the blessing. The blessing is more than miracles. God did not design man to live from miracle to miracle. He designed man to live in the blessing. So when God made man, he didn't say, Adam, show. Make I show you, real show. Then all of a sudden, he whipped up the water and the water sprang up to heaven. That's a miracle. What did he do? What's the first thing he did? He blessed them. Blessed them. And when the Bible says that Abraham's blessings are ours, it said that God justified Abraham. And it said that God blessed believing Abraham. So faith bridges us into Christ. Christ is already blessed. So in Christ, the blessedness of God is fully unveiled and revealed and our lives are to be the continual manifestation of the blessedness in Christ. So in Ephesians 1 verse 3, it said, Blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ who has, the Father of Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings where? In heavenly places. We are seated with Christ where? According to Ephesians. At the right hand side of the Father where? In heavenly places. Psalm 139. Why do you need a, a gathering of believers, of saints? He says because in that place, that gathering, the Lord. He says, it's a good thing. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together and unity. Like the what? Oil upon the head of Aaron running down his beard. It's like, now why is it talking about Aaron? Aaron was the priesthood in the old order. And the Aaronic priesthood breached them, right? Into a walk with God. So he's saying the gathering of the believers has spiritual power to bridge your emotions into God's plan. To bridge your affections into God's plan. So you've been going through lust and temptation, come to church. Something in the atmosphere. Come on, people. 
Something in the atmosphere will boom, will be unlocked. So when we're united, when we're together, when there is cohesion, when there is alignment, that oil is from headship, which means that God's seal, watch this, honors headship, order. You see, it's not about the head saying, I'm better than you, foot. Yes. Because without the feet, the head will not be able to move to other places, right? Yes, but it's about the dispensation of divine grace. So yes, the man is still the head of the wife. Oh, come on. I didn't get an yes, amen on that. Yes, it's, still the, it's still so. God has not upgraded that. <laughs> Sir, it's the 12th percent. Let me change my approach. God. Uh, oh, I'm God. Okay. Let me change no, it's still the order. Forever God, your word is said, and the order of God is settled in heaven. And so he now says that it's like the oil, it's like, like the dew of Zion upon the mount of Hermon, of dew of Hermon upon the mount of Zion. For there the Lord does what? Commands the blessing. What is that blessing? What's that blessing? No, it's there. What does it say that blessing is? What's that blessing? Life forevermore or eternal life or zoe now a miracle often happens when there is a breakdown in god's protocol oftentimes but we'll talk more about that in the second service so the very first thing god wants me to walk in the miracle so understand that while miracles can deliver me from crisis blessing will prevent me from them Number one, miracles can deliver me from crisis. Blessings prevent me from them. Of course, I've taught you before, there are certain battles you must engage in, certain things you go through. But generally, your life is not supposed to be a war zone. Theater of war. It feels like you're playing a game on Xbox. From battle to battle, no? It says from victory to victory. Glory to glory, faith to faith. Number two. <sighs> a miracle is oftentimes going to meet the need in the moment and maybe just a little more. The need in the moment, just a little more. But a blessing has a flow of supply. A flow of supply. So we don't sing Abraham's miracles are mine. We sing Abraham's what? Blessings are mine. I'm blessed in the morning, blessed in the evening. So there's a flow. And then Abraham, who is a progenitor of faith, whom God uses to express his agenda for the world, to redeem the world, he says, in you shall how many nations be blessed? All nations. What's that blessing? You shall all nations find a connection to eternal life. To the Zoe, the God life. The Zoe, the God life means that there is no breakdown that that life does not breach. As well, like, there's no issue that faces God and God will just go like, ah, I can't believe it. <laughs> You see that? There's no issue, GB. The God goes, ah, let's have a board meeting about GB's life. Hmm. What are we going to do? Michael, Gabriel, call the angels. Let me pick, <laughs> Let me pick his brain. Right? And number three is this. 
Miracles are a temporary fix. The blessing produces a permanent location, a, a permanent resolution, and permanent solution. Temporary fix, but miracles, permanent. Sorry, blessings, permanent. Vic, you getting this? You're feeling this? You're, you know, drinking the spirit of this. You know God is going to use you in the miraculous. A lot. As you sing, as you minister, as you remain faithful in prayer, and as the Lord calls you into deeper realms of fellowship and prayer, there's going to be a stirring up of the gift of the miraculous upon your life. The Spirit of the Lord says to you, I'm imparting upon you now the gift of miracles and of healing. That through your voice and through the laying of your hands, there will be power in the hearts and the bodies of men and women, boys and girls and children. And you will see the lame walk. You will see impossible situations turned around. And when these things start to happen, do not focus on them. But focus on Him. Focus on Him, on His heart. Remain faithful and consistent in worship. Devoted to the house of God. Reliant on the purposes of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. and on but we need to wrap it up hallelujah hallelujah there's glory in this atmosphere hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
place your hand on that area right now if you are in need of a financial miracle place your hand on your head right now miracles over the next seven days watch this don't stress it just believe that's all miracles are easy that's the truth of the matter just believe pains around the throat will be healed right now as we just raise the sound one more time just receive your healing Jesus is gonna touch you I don't think I'm gonna touch anybody am I but let's touch one or two people wherever the pain is it does not matter how long it has been it's gonna disappear immediately hallelujah shundabasi lucaridos igratos ale 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 for 73 days when you do the calculation you will see it's been over two months is in the third month now but you are healed right now by the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus that pain around your ankles somebody around the back of your leg around here it is healed right now you thought it was from walking on high heels and all of that it is healed right now my brain I command you to go in the name of Jesus pain around the crown of your head I command you to leave right now in the name of Jesus depression has no place in your life I see somebody's spine being straightened out back pain spinal injury being healed right now by the Spirit of God and those who will lock you 
in the Brasu Veshula and Gotamo Skeletula Ioto those eyes will see clearly again I command everything in that eye to drop off drop off drop off Yindokosua anybody here who has swallowed something that is causing all kinds of complexity vomited right now expel it right now in the name of Jesus Let's celebrate God. Raise a shout of praise. Ale, 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 ale. Ale, 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 Put your hands together and glorify God with a shout. Is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.